0: You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein.
1: There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders.
0: You're all invited.
2: When we first went in, uh, one of the people said, who are you? And Texan, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business.
3: Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. You're listening to another episode of Your Baby is Ugly, starring me, um, Calista Flockhart. And Welcome. Me.
4: <laughs> and me, Sarah Jessica Parker.
3: I love your work. I hear you're terrible,
4: though. I am.
3: <laughs> and who are you? I'm Baby Bop
0: from Barney, bitch. Uh-huh. We hey, baby we How's it going? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, huh? okay.
4: okay, so this is episode 34.
3: This is 34.
4: and. Let's also just, like, take a moment to say happy one-year-old's birthday to Bizarre Buffet. Oh, my
3: God. It's been a year. I know. Since we've brought our crazy, demented universe into your Mm. ear holes and into your soul holes. Yeah. Welcome.
4: Wow. It's... We love it. And this just started as like some little silly hobby we were gonna do. We didn't yeah, I know We didn't know what was gonna happen. We no.
3: didn't. And now we're in the homes of so many people, so many demented souls just like us. all, all, over, over, the the world. World. all over the world.. world. All James. Over James. James. I mean God, I wish I had the list in front of me, but we want to thank all of our listeners. I mean, we have the UK, Canada, Australia. Korea. Korea, love Korea. Love it so much. Um, love the young Hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, pa- Ponyang. Ponyang
4: Hotel. Ponyang Hotel. Ponyang Hotel. I said it
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sri Lanka. I mean, Romania is on our list now. United, We're everywhere. United States. United States. Uh, who cares about that? Exactly. Uh, but yeah.
4: But also, it's just nice to be able to see your faces because yeah. we upgraded.
3: We did. We yeah. got the... The Bizarre Buffet headquarters got a very nice upgrade. It's a round table and we can all look at each other. And now Jen and I have to get a physical um, barrier so we don't (laughs) (laughs) like an actual additional wall to um, block us so we don't make each other laugh the whole time. And that way I don't have to go through hours of outtakes. But
4: if only you could hear some of the outtakes.
3: Oh, my God. I know. And if you, oh, my God, if you're so bold and support Patreon, you might hear some at some point. Well,
0: anytime we get serious, these two have to laugh. I know. But I laugh, too. I know. But it
4: sometimes will take us 10 minutes to get back into To get it,
0: it together. Yeah. I mean, baby's out the window. Amputees <laughs> on roller coasters. If,
3: yeah, I know.
0: I know. But I remember. If, it's hard. I remember it's our very hard. first episode It was like before we had Like professional microphones I And like the God. switchboard It was We did it I think we did our first episode On our iPhones We and did we, we did And I called in You called yeah. in, in Anchor And like Mark was in the bedroom in our old apartment, I was in the living room Uh because like I guess the microphones were creating some sort of like noise. And Jen was like five towns over, but you and I could never hear each other. Remember that? Oh yeah, Jen and I could never hear each other. Really, Jen? Can you hear me? Can you (laughs) hear me? I I don't think she can fucking hear me.
3: And then I would hear, (laughs) and then I would hear Jen, and she'd be like, "Mark, Mark," and she'd be like, "And she'd be like, I hear Mark, I hear him. I don't hear."
0: Her. i can't I, fucking hear her and, and
3: this is literally my um play in life where i am like the middle person who hears everybody but other people can't hear each other yeah it was it was really a journey and then jen had a different microphone where she couldn't actually hear herself
4: oh yeah <laughs> and but, sometimes it'd be like fuck this i gotta just call it i
3: know we really, we came a long We've way. we a very long way. And
0: now we yep. have a circular table, guys. We did. I know. That
3: I stole from a dead person's house sale. We got from it an from an estate, estate sale. sale. I know. That's I a, have to
4: come with you to one so of these estate talented. sales one day. We're going to go. We are.
3: Even if it's just for like the sake of just going so you can see inside other people's houses. Yeah. It's weird. It's fun,
0: especially when it's
3: like a mansion or a rich person house. Oh mm. my God. I know.
4: So I'm curious. Mm. Since... You know, I know the three of us are like Pluto TV junkies.
3: Love it. It's all about it.
4: Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Pluto TV is, you better download it mm. because listen, it's free and it's going to change your life.
3: It will in one way or another. Um, we're not getting paid from Pluto. No, we're not oh, getting paid actually, from Pluto. No, this Bullshit. is us doing like charity work for yeah. like somebody that doesn't need it.
4: But I know that like... When we're not sitting here, we're sometimes, like, fucking around in the living room, watching, mm-hmm. you know, Sally Jesse or one of those... The talk, talk show, show channel. Yeah, the talk mm-hmm. show channel. So, I just want to know, because we're always watching something. Yeah. What is is your favorite talk show?
3: Oh, God. Well, I mean, I have so many. Like, early in the morning... Like, when I'm having my breakfast, I love my Jerry Springer. I do. I do. I love the sensational aspect. I don't care if he it's does. true or fake. I just love it. And I sit there and I eat my my bagel and egg and I just watch that. But, like, I also like my real moments. And, like, Sally Jesse Raphael mm-hmm. is also on that channel. Now, like, what I particularly loved about Sally Jesse was that there were people who were, like, real people. So it would be a topic, like, you know... Barbara says that her husband calls her ugly. And like the audience was so involved and so mad for her and like on her side and ready to like rip the hair out of her husband's head, which I personally (laughs) loved. You know, there was such like a real element and like. Sally also was, like, a take-no-prisoners kind of broad. she was also,
4: like, a classy woman, too. Yeah,
3: she was. She was a classy woman. It was the glasses. It was the glasses. It definitely (laughs) helped her case, I think.
4: I think so, too.
3: But, you know, there was something I loved about that where people were genuinely, like, Mm -hmm. mad. And it wasn't, like, a sensationalized thing as much. It was, like, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe he would fucking say that to you. That's terrible. Well,
0: the audience would participate. So, like, when they would talk, they'd be like, I think you need to leave him, baby. And everyone would be like, Well, yeah.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it was such an authentic experience, in my opinion. Like, somebody from the audience, as opposed to like, we're Jerry Springer, like, I just want to know, do you have a penis or not? You know, <laughs> like, like, as opposed to that on right. Sally, Jesse, it would be like, I think he doesn't treat you right. You're better than this. You need to get out. He doesn't deserve you, you know, and like everybody would be so excited and happy and supportive. So I just love Sally, Jesse personally for okay, that reason.
0: For me Well, years ago, many, many years ago, there was a show on MTV and it was called Oddville and it was kind of like a talk show, but not like a Jerry Springer type of format. Mm -hmm. So every episode they would have like these people with these like really bizarre talents, like they would have like... A woman that could play the ukulele with her teeth, or Mm -hmm. um, you know, a psychic goldfish. And that that was me. I thought you looked familiar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought I recognized you.
0: (laughs) So, like, I that was like one of my favorite talk shows. And then in the more like traditional format of talk shows, I really enjoy Ricky Lake because. Well, she she came from like the John Waters tribe. Hairspray,
3: hairspray can't get any better than that. I know.
0: And she would have like you know, R.I.P.
4: Divine. I
0: really love Divine in here. Divine.
3: We're a sacred house
0: for mm -hmm. her. But Ricky Lake would have like you know, you know, I don't know, like people on the fringes of society, and she she would celebrate that. So she never really made a mockery out of them, and you could tell she really enjoyed doing that show. Yeah, um,
4: she she definitely was one of a kind. Yeah.
3: And I love it because I mean unpopular opinion, but we have many. And this is when I'm closer to the microphone if you can tell. <laughs> Jerry Springer also, even though as trashy as he was and even though like his topics were like more like oh, like you're dating a transgender woman and you're mad about it and they're going to tell you. Like he would always have a special anecdote at the end. You'd mm-hmm. be like, "Listen to final uh, thought." Yes, it's Jerry's final thought, and I mean, like, it was just always very inspirational. I like the inclusivity of talk shows of that time. I think there was a lot of it.
4: Yeah, it um, uh, Yeah, and you don't really get that now. Like now, don't. it's like The View. Oh, mm.
3: no, I'm not.
0: I, I used to love the episodes where it was like. Are they a man or a woman? And yeah. you know that shit would not fly today. No. Well, but...
4: that's actually funny you bring that up because...
3: Oh, no. oh, Cancel culture.
0: Um,
4: yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you remember the Jenny Jones show, right?
3: Of course. What was that theme mark?
4: Yeah. How did it go?
0: <laughs> na, 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 na,
3: Jenny na. Jones. <laughs> I don't think that was part
0: of it. I don't think that was it, but I remember the na na na. -na -na -na
3: Yeah. It wasn't Jenny Jones. Yeah, it
4: was hosted by Jenny Jones, the singer, actress, comedian. Triple threat. Exactly. Jenny Jones. Um, And it ran from 1991 to 2003. That's a long run. Yeah, it is. And when it began, it was like a very traditional talk show like Oprah. Okay you know, talking about these, like, boring, serious, dramatic topics. Mm-hmm. But after season two, they realized ratings were really low. So they kind of revamped it a little bit and went along the lines of Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Maury Povich um, and started kind of focusing more on unusual subjects mm-hmm. like paternity tests um, out of control teens going to boot camp my
3: favorite <laughs>
4: confronting former bullies um mm-hmm. makeover episodes and secret crushes
3: so more sensationalized yeah
4: and she used to always have like sensational taglines like every episode that had a rhyme so like one was like you may shake it for money, but leave those clothes at the club, honey. <laughs> it was like, I was like That's watching. It's going to be
3: on my gravestone. It
4: is. It is. And in your
0: obituary. Yes.
3: That um, Jen's going to write. That I'm,
4: I'm not writing any more obituaries.
0: we talked about this. Now
3: I'm sorry. I just
4: had to do it for my aunt.
3: Oh, R.I.P. Aunt Sharon. I know. We
4: love you, Aunt Sharon. We do.
3: Um.
4: But um, that was from one of her episodes about makeovers for women in promiscuous jobs, like so, like strippers and call girls.
3: Okay. our favorite
4: our favorite yeah so she used to have um she used to do some episodes that were titled secret crushes um in which a person would come on the show unbeknownst to them to be confronted by a friend or an admirer admitting to having a crush on them scandal it is pretty scandalous so on march 6th Nineteen ninety-five, um, Jones taped an episode titled "Same Sex Secret Crushes." Oh. Now remember, this is nineteen ninety-five, so oh. you know we're a... we are definitely a lot more progressive than we yeah. were then. Yeah. So you know we were also kind of at the tail end of the AIDS epidemic, mm. and
3: yeah,
4: like things were still not.
0: They were, like, in limbo. Exactly. It was, like, awkward. Yeah.
4: Exactly. And, like, that was also around, like, if I'm not mistaken, don't ask, don't tell.
3: I think so. Yeah. I think everything at that time everything was awkward. It so, was, like, awkward for that exactly. okay, The yeah. fashion. Yeah. So
4: this mm. man named Scott Amador came onto the show and admitted that he had feelings for a friend named Jonathan Schmitz, who was 24 at the time. Okay. Um, they lived near each other in Michigan. And until the taping, Schmitz did not know who would be revealed as a secret crush. Mm-hmm. Schmitz admitted in participating in the show out of curiosity um, and also claimed later that the producers implied that his crush was a woman. Okay. Although producers on the show claim they told Schmitz the admirer would be a male or a female.
3: Oh, okay. So what did they call that? That's, bamboozling. Yeah, bamboozling. Where the producers
0: were like, she's got a bulge, but it's in between her pants. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, they're like, just kidding as a man.
4: So during this segment, Scott Amander was on stage with their mutual friend and Jenny Jones encouraged him to share his feelings about Jonathan Schmitz after he came on stage. So I'm going to play a clip for us.
3: Okay. For okay. all of you. Courtesy of Jenny Jones.
4: So
2: explosive, it never aired. A, would you write that person a letter? B, would you tell the person in private in case he rejects you? Or C, would you tell that person
1: that you're gay and you hope he is on national television? Maybe. One of the guests, Scott Amador, announced on the show he had romantic feelings for his friend, Jonathan Schmitz. Well, guess what? It's Scott that has the crush on you. You
3: lied to me. (laughs)
2: Did you have any idea that he liked you this much?
3: Um, no. 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 I did not. Can you tell I did us not.
2: what your status is? I Are you involved with anybody or? Um,
3: no,
0: but I am uh, definitely a heterosexual, I guess you could say.
4: So. Oh, as you could see from that footage, awkward. Um, it was awkward. He it was very Obvious that he was visibly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he like kind of laughed it off, though.
3: Yeah, I think he was definitely trying to like, you know he he didn't want to come across as like homophobic because I'm sure he probably was not because they were friends prior. They were friends prior. You know, but I mean that's a very awkward situation to be put in, Mm -hmm. especially if you truly are unaware of like what you're getting into.
0: Was the guy um out? The the gay man. What was his name?
4: Um Scott, Scott. Amander, yes.
0: So he was out. He was out. Okay, so this isn't like surprise,
3: surprise. Yeah, like right. he knew he knew Scott was gay, but okay. like probably yeah. didn't expect this to happen.
4: Um so this episode, by the way, was never aired. However, in recent years it's resurfaced because of the Netflix docuseries Trial by Media.
3: Yes, I've seen some of that. Yeah,
4: this is actually one of the episodes.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to double
4: back. So Let's fast forward three days later. Let's
3: do it. Um, Rollercoaster Jonathan
4: Schmitz makes a 911 call stating that he shot and killed Scott Amador. He stated that he was embarrassed on national TV because he wasn't gay. So according to the testimony at the murder trial, it was stated that Scott Amador left a suggestive note. Mm -hmm. At Jonathan Schmitz's house. Okay. Okay. And after finding the note, he emptied his bank account, purchased a shotgun, and went to Scott's trailer. After questioning him about the note, he went back to his car, got the shotgun, and shot him twice in the chest, killing him. Mm. Oh, boy. It was stated by a friend in the trial that the two of them went out for drinks together the night after the taping and a sexual encounter occurred.
0: Of course it
3: oh, did. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, his though. fragile masculinity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, essentially what wound up happening was the defense
4: attorney argued that Schmitz was diagnosed with Graves disease and had manic depression and was caused to commit homicide by mental illness and humility by the gay panic defense. And for those of oh you that don't man. know what the gay panic defense is, um, it's a legal strategy in which a defendant claimed they acted in a state of violent Temporary insanity, committing assault or murder because of unwanted same sex sexual advantages.
0: Oh my god!
3: Can I god. do
0: so if a woman hits on me and I decide to kill her? Can I use the straight panic? Defense? Well,
3: according to this, you should be able to. Okay, noted.
4: A defendant may have found the advances so offensive or frightening that they were provoked to um, act in self-defense. So that's essentially what the gay panic defense
0: is. So he was protecting his fragile masculinity. Oh. Yes. yes.
3: Absolutely. God. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, thank you, but no thank you.
4: Right. <laughs> um, he wound up being found guilty of second-degree murder in 1996. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced 25 to 50 years in prison.
0: Slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: But his conviction was overturned on appeal. And upon retrial, he was found guilty of the same charge once again. Okay. And his sentence was reinstated. Go ahead. Um, but he was released from prison on August 22nd, 2017 for good behavior. Um, As, and for all of you listening at home, I gave air quotes. Yes air she quotes. did.
0: Yeah. well the real the real irony of the situation is that he, basically went to prison because he had like a gay sexual encounter and he couldn't he couldn't deal with it so he killed this guy and then he went to prison where he probably had more gay sex yeah
3: exactly well well, but also like the issue (laughs) i know the issue that i find with all of this is that oh the gay panic defense right okay I mean, that kind of reminds me of when, like, the famous politician Harvey Milk was killed and murdered yeah, in twinkie San Francisco. De-
4: the Twinkie defense. That's
3: right, the Twinkie defense, which was... Um, what was the Twinkie defense, Jen?
4: So, <laughs> Dan White, who... <laughs> This is ridiculous. Like I can't I believe know. I'm like laughing about this. Because
3: it's so ridiculous to even say it out it's loud. It's so fucking ridiculous. I know.
4: So this was like in the '70s too.
0: Yeah. And if you look at pictures of Dan White, he actually looks like an asshole. Yeah. I'm
4: so
3: he's got that asshole sure. face. So <laughs> <laughs> asshole face.
4: The defense. Um, the attorneys stated that White's actions were due to.
3: Um he overdosed some Twinkies.
4: Exactly. Like yeah. it was his change in diet from mm. healthy food to Twinkies and other sugary <laughs> foods which caused him to murder Harvey Milk.
3: So let me ask, if I were okay, now this is just theoretical. If I were to go on the keto diet, now I know for a fact I have known many people over time who have tried the keto diet, and I have heard many mood changes. Now if I go out and murder somebody, okay, like, can I say, I'm sorry, the keto diet had me so messed up, and, like, my protein levels are insane, and, like, the fatty acids are wild. And a woman hit on me. And a woman hit on me, so I killed her. Would that work today? Would it work? I don't think it would. I don't oh. think it would. Yeah. So, like. Change of plans. Yeah, change
0: There's of
4: plans. There's also a transgender panic attack. Panic defense, too.
3: Oh, my God. Well, why don't since we are doing this during what is going to I mean, we're in Pride Month. right? We're we're about to be. I'm still
4: very disappointed in both of you for not owning any gay pride shirts for me to wear to work on Wednesday.
3: I'm sorry. Well, our our beautiful Shisu, I think it's the uh, pronunciation. Um, He has a gay pride toy. Yeah, he does. I know. But
0: yeah. I i have a jacket, but it says Lucifer on the yeah, back I with the rainbow. Yeah,
4: I can't wear that. I can't wear I that know. to school. They're telling us to wear the rainbow, but, you know, I went
0: on Amazon and got it. Shirt that says like love is love with a rainbow <laughs> what on. Would I
3: wear that's, that's more publicly like that's good for school. When
0: I wear my Lucifer jacket, I get so many nasty looks. And oh, I'm like, sure is you. it because there's a rainbow or because it says Lucifer?
3: Probably both. Like both. you're a gay and a Satanist. Yeah. Oh God.
4: Um. Yeah. So the the Transpanic defense was used in like 2005 mm-hmm. in California. Um. There were three defenses in the Gwen. I think I'm saying that right? That sounds about right. um, That they were enraged by the discovery that Gwen was a transgender teenager who they had engaged (sighs) in sex with. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Had a penis. Mm -hmm. um, And they said that Gwen was subjected to to forced genital exposure in the bathroom. Okay. After it was announced that she really was a man.
3: Oh Jesus.
0: That's that's so
3: sad.
4: Yeah. Right. The shit that people get away with.
3: But I mean, this can even be referenced in so many things in so many minorities well, like, look or at groups.
4: Matthew Shepard.
3: Matthew Shepard, absolutely. Or so many others. But I mean, even, you know, you think of the story of Emmett Till, which is so far removed from
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
3: this time, but the time of Jenny Jones, way beyond that, where it was like, Oh, well, you know, Someone who's a different color whistled at a white Mm. woman, you know, and that was grounds for like everybody being fine and okay and like murder was accepted, you know, so I mean, this is something that went from long ago to like medium ago Mm -hmm. to like as soon as a few years ago, like, you know, with the transgender Mm -hmm. case, you know, Right. so it really is something it's a reoccurring theme for so many groups of people. Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, you know, Um, but I do remember seeing the article of, um, you know, when the man who were speaking about Scott um, Emendor, like the release from prison, Mm -hmm. that was a pretty crazy thing.
4: Yeah. So we're actually going to get there.
3: Um, okay. I'm, I'm waiting. I no. can't wait.
4: Well, I just wanted to tell you what, how the Amador family kind of, yeah. you know, reacted to all of this. Um, they sued the Jenny Jones show oh. for the ambush tactics.
3: Okay.
4: Um, and as the Amador family considered it, their negligent actions that resulted in Scott Amador's death.
3: All right.
4: Um and in May, the jury awarded the family over 29 million
3: dollars. Wow. All right. Mhm. Well,
4: um the jury found that Jenny Jones, the show was both irresponsible and negligent, contending that the show intentionally created an unpredictable situation without due concern for possible consequences. Mhm. Um and Time Warner's defense attorney later claimed that the verdict would cause a chilling effect on the industry. Okay. Which it absolutely pro- did. Yeah,
3: most definitely.
4: Um, so where is Jenny Jones
3: now? Where is Jenny? Na 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 Where where That's where, model. where where where? Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, how cool is that, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Where, where, where in the world is Jenny, Jenny
4: Jones. Jones. Jenny Jones. Uh, <laughs> um so the show did continue. Um, I mean it eventually was cancelled due to low ratings. Um she rarely speaks out about the murder. I'm,
3: um I'm sure.
4: She did appear on Dateline though in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Um I do have a clip for us, but she essentially says that um you know, if she, she's like, if I hear the word ambush one more time, I just want to scream because I knew that it wasn't. Mm. And then she said that mm. Jonathan Schmitz, he could have chosen not to appear or he could have told us last minute. He didn't want to do it and that he sus- um. he suspected it was a man and that it was Scott, um, the man who did have the crush who late, he later murdered. And, you know, he suspected that it was a man. And you know, was asked the night before and he said, Scott, is it you? And Scott said, What if it is?
3: Oh. Well, and you know, it's that <sighs> she
4: also said that, you know, apparently he said, It's fine, I'm gonna go for it. I don't care what anyone thinks.
3: All right, so And know- that
4: apparently was his answer, and she also claimed that they left together they left chicago after the taping they got on the same flight home and Mm. went for drinks that night together
3: okay Uh, well you know this is so involved really because it's the type of thing where like at the end of the day my logical mind wants to tell me jenny jones is an employed um actor if you will right Mm -hmm her job is to be Jenny Jones, but like her show is not solely up to her to decide, Mm -hmm. you know, like there are producers and exactly. There are so many people involved. And I do think that at the end of the day, like, I mean, is it, or was it an ambush type of situation? I mean, of course, I feel like a lot of people have probably encountered similar situations. Doesn't mean that it ends in murder. However, You know, I think that it's, you know, I, I don't disagree with all that she's saying because, you know, I'm sure she was being attacked in the sense of like, oh, well, you should know. Like she's the one who's doing the executive producing, the talent scouting, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the background check. Yeah. You know, like she's a host Uh, of a show.
4: But no, I do have a clip from her one and only interview. Oh, I um, love
3: it. But mm-hmm.
4: I also, it also goes into
1: her at the trial.
3: Oh, oh I'm so, so ready. Are you ready for I'm this? I'm so fucking ready for this.
1: On a 12 gauge pump action shotgun and went to Amador's home. Minutes later, he called 911 and said he'd shot someone who had humiliated him on national television
3: calm down okay
1: why can't you acknowledge the possibility that john schmidt's experienced humiliation here on your show because whether I... you mean meant to set it up that way or not i was here it didn't happen did you have any idea that he liked you this much Jenny Jones Um, says Schmitz reacted gracefully to Amador's secret crush. Um, And she says Schmitz had been told his secret crush could be a man or a woman. Though Schmitz responded that he wanted it to be a woman. He could have chosen not
2: to appear. He could have told us last minute he didn't want to do it.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: He suspected it was a man. He suspected it was Scott, the man who did have the crush, who he later murdered. He suspected that man. He asked him the night before. He said, Scott, is it you? And Scott said... What if it is? And Jonathan said, that's fine, I'm gonna go for it. I don't care what anybody thinks, I'm gonna
1: go for it. That was his answer. Although Schmidt's family testified he was devastated after the taping, Jenny Jones says the three of them left the studio together. They went back to the
2: airport in the same limousine. They flew back to Detroit on the same flight. They weren't booked on the same flight. Jonathan asked Scott to change his flight to fly back with him. This is so important for me to get this. People don't know this.
1: And she says that later that same night back in Detroit, Schmitz, Donna Riley, and Scott Amador went drinking together at this bar. They closed the bar. They went to Donna's house.
2: According to Donna's testimony, Jonathan suggested a threesome with the three of them. How oh. would this be a
1: humiliated man if he was, if, if anything, pursuing the relationship? What neither Jenny Jones nor her producers nor her studio audience knew was that Jonathan Schmitz had a history of psychiatric problems and multiple suicide attempts. When you learned that John had a history of suicide attempts, for instance, did that, did that catch you off guard? Did you think, oh, maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been booked? The, the people that came on the show with him were his friends. They thought he was well enough to do the show. Whether you say you're responsible for it or not, you had a brush with tragedy. How do you go about your, doing your show differently as a result?
2: We don't do anything differently because we don't feel there was anything to change. We do the same kind of show. We check the guests out the same way that we do. We haven't changed a thing. So you
1: would do it again? Absolutely. I think it's a great topic. Until now-
3: Yes, uh, Jenny Jones. Listen. I would like to say this that I'm I consider myself to be a very fair person. And while this is a great, terrible fucking tragedy, I don't think it's fair to find one person ever in any situation. Mm -hmm. Like you're the cause of this. I'm sorry, she's a fucking host of a goddamn show. Also
0: they're like like, come on. They're like that guy, um Well but
4: okay, playing devil's advocate though. Like Mm -hmm. Isn't Jerry Springer like his own producer? Like isn't he the creator of the show? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure pretty that sure. Jerry Springer I feel like depending on who the talk show host is, mm-hmm. they have I'm like like Oprah Winfrey like ran that show herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I don't know like how much did Jenny Jones mm. have like
3: yeah, and I mean...
4: How much of a hand did she have in it?
3: And listen, you know, even if she did have more of a hand in terms of production or topics or, like, if she were the one to, as they say, like, give the green light, be like, yes, go for it. You know, it's so hard, and I can compare it to, like, current, like current day where there are so many things where now everybody has to constantly think so deeply into every single thing they say Mm -hmm. and how every single thing and every single moment could make some sort of difference. And like, while I think it is important to be considerate of other people and to not be rude or to like, I don't know, cause unnecessary damage. I do think that entertainment is entertainment. And if you're agreeing to go on a show and you have a friend who is gay and, you know, there are all these working elements. I kind of find it hard you to believe that. And you have to that, pretty much you know,
4: sign off on it, too. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, I
4: don't know what what it was like then, but I know for a fact now, like, if you're going to physically go and speak on television, you have to sign off on it.
3: Yeah, there's like a 90 like million, a million forms, waivers, I'm sure. So
4: I actually just I have another quick little clip. and it's
3: Yes, I love it.
4: It's Jenny Jones at the trial.
3: Oh, yeah bring it on so
4: just remember everything that we just heard her say okay. and then
3: let's this, do this yeah
4: this is her at the trial
1: absolutely i think it's a great topic until now jenny jones wasn't able to answer her critics on advice of her lawyers but a year ago she faced a jury in the jonathan schmidt's murder trial better known as the jenny jones trial we replayed parts of her testimony for her
2: there were a total of six separate segments is that correct I don't remember. Can you tell us what occurs on the show during those segment interludes? If you Um, know. If you know. On that particular show? Yes, on that particular show. I don't remember. Do you recall having a conversation with your producer or associate producer regarding how they obtained guests for this show? No. Can you kindly describe for us what it is you discuss in that briefing? If you can recall. Pertaining to this show? Oh, I have
3: no idea. You know, I think there are probably like... So that was after the interview. Like it was... That was done after the video that we had just watched before.
4: That was done before. So this was from a segment on Dateline. Okay. So they were replaying her Mm -hmm. at the trial. Mm. Okay. So she's sitting here saying she had nothing to do with it. Talking about everything that happened leading up to the show and then getting up on the stand and saying she doesn't remember
3: you know I'm not trying to like defend anyone and like listen I am so like not invested enough in Jenny Jones as a person to be on her defense team none of us are yeah exactly like I don't know enough about her or care to like get into her personal business but like I can imagine that like and not that it's correct, but in that instance that, like, the studio is probably coaching her, like, shut up. Oh, yeah. You don't remember shit. Right.
4: I definitely would also kind of point fingers at the production company and the yeah, producers.
3: absolutely. Because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, it's the company who is trying to, like, tailor all of these elements, mm-hmm. you know, and basically like listen this is going to be a big fucking problem mm-hmm. and like we don't need it to be a problem
0: well right. to backtrack what i don't what i find annoying is when they're like oh he was humiliated mm. it's like if you're humiliated because someone of the same sex said that they had a crush on you you're fucking i think you're ignorant yeah but
4: like I agree. So the two of them were friends and they met through um, this woman Donna Mm -hmm. who was on the show with Scott. She was sitting there with Scott when Jonathan came out.
3: Isn't she the one who like set up this show segment or like wanted to get it like started or something? I'm I think she had something. I
4: think she had something to do with it. Yeah. But you know the fact that like It has been stated that the three of them were friends. They spent time together. They hung out together. Mm -hmm. Like, this wasn't, like, some random person. Yeah. Like, this was, like, someone that he's essentially known for a couple of years. Yeah.
3: And they've been close friends.
4: And it's, Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. So, it's not like, oh, my God, I had no idea you were gay. Right. And I think it's a little, you know, like, it's a little different, especially at that time where everything was so much more taboo and where I feel like now at least one would hope that now like if a gay man says that they have a crush on somebody who's straight that we have progressed enough as a society where like you know murder isn't what you go to you're just like oh my god I'm sorry like you know I'm just like I'm attracted to women or I'm attracted to whatever You know, but
4: if I'm not mistaken, Sally Jesse used to do this too, right? With the crushes. um, Yeah,
3: I mean, I feel like they they, all. Think they all have. Yeah,
4: I remember we were watching one where the girl was like. I got you, I got us both necklaces, yes. and I, it's half of a heart, and I have the other. Well, well
3: exactly, but here's, okay, got so. got from a claw machine. A claw machine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are funny. Um, but, okay, so let me use that as a perfect example to piggyback, right? So even though, like, let's take, like, being, you know, gay or queer or trans or anything out of the equation, That could be like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed that my friend who like, you know, you might be a straight male and a straight female. You're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed that she said that she's in love with me on TV. And I don't want anybody to find out because I'm not attracted to her. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you kill that person. Mm -hmm. Like, that wouldn't be acceptable. And I'm sure you would go to jail for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's all so fucked up. You know, things are always eternally fucked up, I think, is what it comes down to.
4: So, yeah, pretty much the show was canceled because Ooh. of poor ratings. But the final episode was like one year after the civil lawsuit decision was overturned. Oh, yeah,
3: interesting. Um,
4: she did not return to television, <laughs> um, but she has remained active online. Oh, does she, she has, have an Instagram? She has a YouTube channel. Oh, yay. And a cooking website, both called Jenny Can Cook.
3: (laughs) Jenny can cook and get people murdered. It
4: it started in like 2008, over a million subscribers. Oh. Um, But apparently it hasn't been updated recently. Oh,
3: maybe she's taking a break.
4: Maybe. Um, She also released a cookbook in 2006 called Look Good, Feel Great.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. I would love to look good and feel great.
4: And she apparently released a memoir in 97 called Jenny Jones,
0: My Story. Wow. Well, I'm going gonna... to. Do you think she talks about the murder? Probably.
4: I don't know.
3: But... Well, I can. I want to call Jenny Jones people and be like, hey, I just need you to tell me, does she talk about the murder in the book? Because otherwise, I'm not wasting my fucking money. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it.
4: Like. I just finished listening to Drew Barrymore's audiobook and was a oh. little disappointed that she didn't go into detail about partying as like a 13 year old at Studio 54 what the fuck and being mm. addicted to cocaine like she alludes to it but like I wanted that like that was what I wanted to listen, hear
3: listen if you if I know that you're a 12 year old <laughs> with a coke addiction in the 80s <laughs> at Studio 54 you better fucking bet your fucking little ass that I want to know that's exactly want to know it all, why too. I know.
4: wanted to fucking listen to it well
3: Drew Barrymore Fuck your publicists, Um, They suck. We want to hear that. She has like a line of furniture at Walmart. She does. And it's actually... It's actually... No, wait. No, but it's actually really
4: cute. Like, I actually... Like, her Mm. aesthetic is actually...
3: Okay, well, here's the thing. Do you think she really designed it? I mean... uh, Okay, well, that... Even that aside, (laughs) I'm offended that Drew Barrymore... The do gooder personality that she has would design a line for Walmart, which is kind of like a notorious company for being fucking terrible. Yeah. Am I incorrect? No, you're
0: Walmart is like the worst. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Bad business ethics. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Fuck you, Walmart.
4: Okay. Well, all right. I'm sorry. I <laughs> We're getting have, off I track. shouldn't have opened that can of worms. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. So, That's where is do. Jonathan Schmidt now? Many would like to know.
3: A mobile home?
4: Um, Does he work in a gay bar?
3: (laughs) I hope so. After
4: 22 years, he was, like I said earlier, air quotes, released in 2017 for good behavior. He didn't kill
3: anyone else. Um,
4: But he keeps a very low profile. Mm. Um, There are actually strict rules that prevent him even from shifting residence. for an allocated time um, and he lives with his family out in Michigan in their Mm. family home Um, but apparently he and his family still get media attention Mm. um, like getting pictures taken of them and stuff but like I just saw the other day like another perfect example of somebody keeping a low profile Casey Anthony did you see that? that she went out to a bar in Florida and people were like throwing drinks
0: at her at the bar
3: (laughs) I mean, good. I think it's hilarious. Wait,
0: who's Casey Anthony? She was the one who um,
3: murdered, uh, her, murdered
0: child. her
4: child. And she made up this whole story that she had a nanny and the yeah. baby was being watched by the nanny. But like the baby was dead for like two months. Yeah.
3: And that also they were, she told Apparently
4: them. like she was, dr- the baby was drowned in the parents' pool.
3: Yeah. Uh, but where but did I'll... she keep the dead baby? Oh God, listen. Wouldn't it smell? Oh.
4: That's a whole. Either. that's a whole other
3: episode I know but gotcha one of the funny crazy elements there is that she told the police she was like yeah I work for like Universal Studios and they were like okay bring us what was she the shark from the Jaws? On the Jaws ride? She she, she, she she was the one that put the shark under the water. Um <laughs> <laughs> she controlled that the button. Is so
0: funny. Thank
3: you. I try. But um she told them and she was like, so she brought the police there and she was walking them through and she was like, Yeah, this is my office, and like da, da, da. And then like they got to the end and like she, like they were like, Okay. And she was like I don't really work. Here. <gasps> anyway. um, so,
4: if you're like anyway, if you're interested in seeing the actual footage mm-hmm. from this episode, you can go on Netflix, um, and it's actually the first episode on Trial by Media. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it just focuses on like famous court cases from the '80s to the '2000s that. Have believed their outcome was affected by like extreme media attention. Okay. Um. So that's actually the first episode. Scott's brother talks on the on the show. Um. Some producers. So it's like you get kind of all sides.
3: Mm-hmm. But Jenny of, Jones was busy making a frittata well, of, on her YouTube channel course, during the funding. Of income. course she was. She
4: was nuts. That <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: I know. I mean, I know we're all joking about it, but it's terrible. It That's is really terrible. sad. No,
4: it's really fucking sad. And it like, is. And, like, I kind of, I feel for, like, I, I don't know. Part of me feels for everybody in this situation. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, if you were told that your admirer could be male or female mm. and they wouldn't tell you. And you knew you wouldn't be comfortable if you found out it was a male. Like,
3: mm-hmm. wouldn't you, you
4: not
0: just decline?
4: Exactly, yeah. just, just
3: decline. decline. Well, and and that's it. You know, I'm sorry. Like at the end of the day, I think the sole responsibility falls onto, you know, the person who committed the crime mm-hmm. because and you know
4: I, I don't think they get paid for being on the show it's not like they're getting maybe they're getting flown out
3: yeah yeah like, like a free trip to california from michigan or whatever uh,
4: it filmed in chicago oh
3: well you know not car that ride far. exactly yeah.
4: but no know. like i don't if, if i'm not mistaken like for shows like that maybe you're put up in a hotel and you're You're flown out there, but, like, you're not getting paid.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, odds are if you're going on a show like that, you have an awareness of those shows. So, for instance, the three of us, if we, any of us here, or all of us, were to go on Jerry Springer, Maury, Sally, any of the ones that exist today, Trisha, who I'm a fan of now. I'm getting into her. She goes (laughs) after people, and she's fun. And she's British and a woman of color, and I love her. Mm -hmm. But anyway, going back to this... So, if you're going on one of those shows, you know what the fuck it is that they do. Yeah. You know that this is not 2020 investigative journalism with, like, Mm. people who are, you know, esteemed journalists. Like, this is a gossip rag of television. So, if you're going on, you should have an awareness that anything can fucking happen. If it is true, whether or not it is true that they told him, like, listen, it could be a man or a woman. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if they said that. I don't know if that's completely true or not. None rega- of do. Exactly. But regardless, you should know that you are going on a TV show that is, you know, basically... It's it thr- salacious. Yeah, it thrives yeah. on salacious content that is crazy mm-hmm. wild out there. But so also, like, get into it or it, don't.
4: I mean, same-sex crushes, like that type of segment was kind of ballsy for mm. 1995.
3: Yeah. And props
0: to Scott for being ballsy to go on national TV in like 1995 as a gay man to profess his crush. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a bold move. Mm -hmm. So, just quick question for you guys: So, that night where they got the drinks at that bar or what have you, did they like get it on? There's rumors. There's rumors. So
4: it was. So you know. The friend, the female friend that mm-hmm. went on the show with them stated that Jonathan, the murderer, mm-hmm. wanted to have a threesome with them. Yeah. So, but then also <sighs> apparently mm-hmm. Scott left a suggestive note at Jonathan's house. Yeah. So there are.
3: I know there's a lot of scenarios and like it's kind of. I feel like there are a lot of pictures that were trying to be painted mm. back and forth. They were right. like, "Well, he left the note later," but also and they had a they wanted to have a threesome. But also they might have had you sex. You know,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like I see it. I think that John mm. could have been, you know, by curious yeah, or you know questioning, and maybe he had an attraction to men, and he just wasn't ready to deal with it to protect his fragile
3: masculinity and being on television probably didn't help
0: a lot of times i read this book it's called fraternity gang rape and you know it's basically saying that a lot of times these fraternities gang rape women Mm -hmm. not for the sexual thrill and not for the power move Mm -hmm. but because the guys get off On Mm. seeing the other men in the same room naked. Oh, my God. And I I have a feeling that, like, this threesome suggestion could be in that, that kind of arena.
3: Yeah.
4: No, I agree. And, you know, I also feel, too, that if you don't have an inkling that, like, the person that you are going to tell that you have a crush on...
0: Mm-hmm.
4: has like some sort of feelings you wouldn't do it yeah you know what i yeah. mean i totally. part of me feels like the reason he scott went on was he probably had some sort of inkling that
3: there, John could, have been, been. there yeah. could have
4: been something
3: yeah no i get I it that. i get it and also once again regardless of anything else even if he didn't like then if you're so concerned don't go on a fucking television show. Nope. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't fucking do it.
0: Don't do it. And don't kill people. Yeah. Well, God damn it. Well, while we're on this episode, it's really important for me to say this. But, Mark, I want you to know that
3: you're my gay crush. Well, um, uh, uh, um, that's weird. <laughs> Jen, get <laughs> yeah, the we shotgun. Won't, I guess we'll just
0: share <laughs> the same bed tonight. I guess.
3: <laughs> I guess now that everybody well, knows. Now, what am I gonna do, I Jen? Mean, it's the Jenny oh. Wilson. Jenny Wilson. Jenny. <laughs> it's Jenny Wilson now. And... So what are you gonna do about it tonight, Mark? Well, uh, God. I guess now that everybody knows that we're gay, I just I'll oh, just really? have to deal with it. Everybody I, uh, just found out. <gasps> listen.
4: Oh my goodness. Listen,
3: was... where's my Twinkie defense?
0: <laughs> Mark, That's I'm rude. right
3: here. That's rude. No, I'm not a twink anymore. No, you're no, not a twink. You're a twink, like, twonk, I'm as a twonk. they say. It's a I twink have a Yeah. I'm thick. Yeah, thick. Yeah. <laughs> thick <That> girls coalition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that was fun that was yeah. so much fun that was a great topic and i think Thank especially you. with pride month being here like mm-hmm. you yes. hit the nail on the head good work jen well, yeah
4: also like i just there was one night i couldn't sleep so i put netflix on at 3 a.m and i inspired. put trial by the God. media on and, <laughs>
3: well, well, listen goodness. and that's what it have that's what happens right i think these stories are very important yeah. and they're important to keep alive and you know, it's a very appropriate time, so you did so well.
4: I know, very ironic.
3: Yes, I know. What is it ironic? Well, uh huh. Don't you think?
0: <laughs> well, this, uh, and this reminds me of the Corpsewood Manor episode.
4: Oh, yeah, God. it does. Yeah. I actually was thinking about that as well.
3: Yeah, and you know something, it's funny because I remember um, Michael, who's um, <laughs> one of our patrons. Hi, Michael, and Hi, thank Michael. you, hey, Michael. And me, thank you. Um, I remember he commented to us one day when he was visiting and he said how that episode really affected him and he thought it was like a really important story and he didn't know about it. So, you know, it's nice to know that, you know, these kind of fringy, if you will, topics or Mm -hmm. stories are appreciated by people and, um, it's nice to get them out there. So, you know, Jenny Jones-Wilson.
4: Um, yeah, make sure you just follow us on Instagram at Bizarre Buffet.
3: Bizarre Buffet. And we have a Facebook page, which if you're of a certain age group and you're on Facebook, is facebook.com slash Bizarre Buffet podcast.
0: And if you're feeling generous.
3: The giving spirit like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can
0: follow us on our Patreon and give. What's our Patreon? Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Bizarre Buffet. Wonderful. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much for listening.
3: Thank you.
4: Thank you. I'm Jenny Jones. Oh. Wilson.
3: Jenny. (laughs) And my name is Maury Povich slash Connie Chung. Oh. Yeah. I'm Bob Barker. Oh, we <laughs> oh. love the prices, right, Bob? Oh, I oh. oh. wanted to come up and spin the wheel sometime. Oh. Oh. All right.
0: All right.
4: Have anyway. a good night, everybody, or Bye. a good day, or good, good afternoon. Or... That's
3: right. And subscribe. And subscribe. Appreciate support us. Goodbye.